Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 15. So today, I think we're going to do things a little bit different. How are you doing today, first off? Woohoo, Brandon. Doing really well. Okay. And I like that idea. So football, when it's not a formal game, what do you call that? When it's not a formal game, uh, like a scrimmage? A scrimmage. So yeah. are we going to have a scrimmage? Yeah, we'll do a scrimmage today. That's There we go. Okay. We'll do a scrimmage. Okay. So last week, we did tell you that we were going to do a Q&A this week. We asked everybody to send in some questions about you know, maybe things that they don't quite understand from what they've heard in the podcast or just things in general that they would love answers to. And pretty much all the questions we got were very similar along the lines of how do I get my birth chart or how do I access my birth chart or understand it? And so we thought we would really focus a show this week on that. And so what we thought we'd do today is... Cheryl is going to go through my birth chart because here's, what's interesting to me is it Cheryl, you, you made a, a distinction or you said something that completely blew my mind where we were talking about, we were talking about this a couple of days ago and I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Scorpio son. And you told me that basically, you know, just because I'm a Scorpio son doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to identify or resonate with typical Scorpio characteristics. And that mm -hmm. kind of blew me away, you know, and, and, and then sort of learning and understanding that a lot of it has to do with what my rising and my moon is. And then we get into mm -hmm. houses. And so this was sort of the impetus of what we, we thought we'd, we wanted to really focus on. So I have right in front of me is my birth chart. I'm not certain this is going to translate well over a podcast because you don't have the visual that I do, but we're going to go ahead and do it anyways. So Cheryl, let's get started. What can you tell me about me? <laughs> well, look at your chart. What is your blueprint here? What do you notice? Where are most of, where's most of the action? Most of the action is in Scorpio and Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of the first things that you would look at in a birth chart to understand yourself? That's the first thing I look at when seeing the circle and the 12 different pieces of it, knowing that we have all of these signs. We, we all have the planets. We all have the 12 signs. We, we all have 12 houses. So everybody has that. So I'm looking at my birth chart. You're correct. Yeah, correct. It's a circle. It's like a pie chart with 12 pieces of pie. Each one is for a, a, a sun sign. And then this is based on my birth date, where I was born, and the time of my birth, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the three so, factors. Right. So where okay. what was happening in the cosmos at this time? Gotcha. To me, it makes sense is that when we embody, when we come to Earth, this makes sense to me that we choose all these things. It's it's like with our phones, with our computers, we choose which apps that we that we want or we choose which attributes. And um, so when we come down 
when we embody on earth, we choose exactly when we want to be born and what we want to work on, like what gifts we want to bring down. Cause we have all these gifts, but we don't always bring all of them. So I came, so I, let me clarify that though. So I can't, you're saying I came into this world with a, with some kind of a mission mm-hmm. and I chose my time of birth based on what I wanted to accomplish. Right. So what gifts you wanted to bring down, what apps you could say, mm-hmm. what, what currency you, okay. you brought with you. And you, you could see you brought a lot of Scorpio and Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay. As you can as you can see. Mm-hmm. And so you, these are the things that you want to work with. So I look at that. I look at the whole chart and then I for sure look at, well, it depends on what you're going to, you, you need, like you asked me in general, I do look at the sun sign, the moon sign and the rising sign, like most astrologers do. Those are, con- those are three big aspects of, of yourself and not everything. So I look at where the, and those are the planets, where your sun was when you were born, what was rising in the East when you were born and where, where the moon was. Now, how do I see that in here? I see, okay. I see the, the sun I'm looking at Scorpio. What's the sun? Is that the circle with the dot in the middle? That's the circle with the dot. So the okay. sun is what you're revolved around and just like the sun, what nourishes you. So you see, and then you see it's 28 degrees. Then, then you can look at the degree. So that's even more deep. So everything, like you can look at the whole big picture and then you can go as detailed as you want. The, the degrees are the, the details. When I look at that, the sun, 28 degrees, it's like there's each, each um, sign goes up to 30 degrees. So those high numbers like 26, 27, 28, 29, that tells me that that's like on the edge there, that there's something really deep and important that you still want to learn in Scorpio that you still need to get. Okay. Explain the degrees a little bit more. Cause that's, that's new to me too. And I don't understand like what determines that it was 28 degrees and not seven degrees, for example? The, day, the, the exact day you're born. You're yeah. Okay. So I was born on the last day of Scorpio, I believe. Right. Okay. Right. So, so that's why it's 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And then my rising, what, what is, what's the symbol for my rising? So it's a sweet symbol. It's like the sun. It's like half a sun. Like with a a line it. it looks like the sun rising. You see it? It's, it's also called your ascendant. because Oh, that's in Sagittarius. Sorry, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Ascendant means to rise. Okay. So what was rising in the East? And that is in Sagittarius. Okay. So that determines first, like the first thing that you're here to do is in Sagittarius. It's also, it's rising. It's what motivates you. It's, it's um, also how you want to be seen in the world. That's your, but what is that? I mean, from a planet earth perspective, what does that mean in the rising? I know you just said the sun rising from the East, but what, like, what if it was rising from the West? It looks like a sun, but it's the, it's the planet that's rising in the East because the East is the, just the direction of newness. So what was rising? So Scorpio was, was the sun sign. That was the season. Okay. And then rising was Sagittarius. That was in the east. That was coming up. And so would that, your would your rising always be near your sun sign? No. Mm-mm. Okay. It could be any any of them, and it changes. It changes 
every few hours. That's why. Why does that change? I, I feel like I'm missing something. Is this like the planet rotating a certain way or what's? Yeah, just the way that, right. The way the earth moves, okay. the okay. moves and everything's, everything's always moving. And this is all based on astrological records, right? That there's data that shows where each planet was at any given moment, right? For hundreds of years. Exactly. So this is okay. your, this is your record. Okay. This is recording. So, so there's nothing, there's nothing. I mean, this is all factual. There's nothing uh, ambiguous about any of this. This is all, this is historical records, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Just it's want to your, clarify. It's your permanent record. Yeah. It's my permanent record. Okay. Um, unless and there's, your and there's no demerits. Time, I like that. Yeah. Unless your birth time was incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't work in the medical record field, but I do watch Grey's Anatomy and it looks like <laughs> they, it looks like they really know what they're doing. The time of birth, the time of death. And I know yeah. with my daughters, you know, there's a big clock in the room and they, they wrote it down and it was very specific and it meant, um, it meant they, they recorded right. the time, somebody right. there that records the time. And that's probably been going on since long before us for this particular reason. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and also like, you know, my children had to be born in hospitals. I had multiples. I mean, they didn't have to, but it benefited us. And I had preeclampsia, so it made sense, but uh, you know, home births and they, they record the exact mm. time. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the moon, my moon, like moon. Yeah. So I have an Aquarius moon. You do. Okay. Explain that. Explain how, why it's an Aquarius moon to like, you're explaining it to a second grader. That's where the moon was. So the moon changes signs every couple of days. Okay. So when you were born, the sun was in Scorpio, Sagittarius was rising, and the moon was in Aquarius. Okay. All right. So I have my I, I have my sun rising in moon, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what is that? What does that tell you about me? Well, the first thing I look at is the element. So Scorpio is a water sign. Sagittarius is fire, Aquarius is air. So I see that you're well-rounded in that. And then the, I look and see where, how the earth, how you're doing with earth. So I, just to see if there's, you know, a piece that you would need to cultivate like earthiness. So I look at, look at Taurus is the first earth sign. So you don't have any planets there, but it's in the sixth house, which is a earthy house. Then I look at Virgo which is the second earth sign, which you don't have any planets there, but it's in the, it's in the 10th house. It's in an earth sign, earth house. And then I look at Capricorn and you don't have any planets there. It's in the second house, which is an earth sign. So it's interesting that all of your earth signs are in earth houses. And I know that's complicated, but that the houses are the arenas where everything plays out. So I look there and see- And so how many other options are there besides earth? There's earth, fire, water, air. So your Scorpio okay. is water. Okay. Your Sagittarius is fire. Your Aquarius is air. Okay. So earth, is, earth. Some people have like just water, you know, and like, can you imagine if all of your, your, if like a, all their signs are in um, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. So what would happen if you had all that water? What do you think a person would be like? Well, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Because they'd probably be like a ship captain or something. Yeah. Right. They'd know what they they they'd, they'd be able to hone in on what they were meant to do much easier. 
right? Or maybe uh, maybe they'd be working at SeaWorld or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but they'd love it, right? They could, or they could be drowning in their tears sometimes too. Oh, right? that's okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Like they could have either end of those, right? Yeah. Um, so for your case, in this way, I, I see the well-rounded. It's well-rounded there. Okay, so I'm well-rounded, and mm -hmm. I think I understand what that means. How do I tell? Are there symbols on here for fire, water, earth, or air? Not here, but there are in the woohoo. I, I've put them on. Okay. So yeah, the okay. it's the first house. Aries is the, is the beginning. So Aries is like the first sign that correlates with the first house and that's fire. That's the well, first sign. How do you know, let me ask you this, like in the middle, in the very middle of my chart, there's a circle and then there's numbers on the outside. So each, uh, each pie piece has a number. Right, because those are your houses. Those are your arenas. That's what I was getting. Okay, so my first house is Sagittarius, mm -hmm. but that's different for everybody. That's different for everybody. It depends. Yeah, it depends where the rising sign is. Gotcha. So your rising sign is always your first house. Mm -hmm. Your ascending sign. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. So rising sign is always your first house. Okay. And then each house has different meanings, correct? Right. You know, why don't I just, I'll, sh I'll shut up and let you go. Go ahead. No, I like your questions. And okay. that's what, that's what I want to know. Like okay. What questions do you have? Each house, they're called houses. They're the arenas that everything plays out, but they correlate with the signs. And what gets confusing is the first house correlates with Aries. So there are people who are Aries rising. So for them, it's pretty easy, but a lot, you know, but a lot of us, there's 11 other signs. So Why does Aries get to be number one here? What's, what's so special about them? Aries is number one because it, it starts, Aries season starts at the equinox and that's, Spring, new growth, new. Okay. So Aries is the first sign. Aries is about taking care of your needs. Okay. Now, you just said taking care of your needs. Needs. So explain, what does that mean? Your first house. like So Aries is about like making sure that it's like about you, like yourself, like your identity. That's now, is this Aries or is this your first house? Both. That, and they're not always exactly the same because Aries is the sign, is the kind of the archetype, and the house is the arena that it plays out. Okay, but but my Aries Aries for me is my fifth house, so that still does that still qualify for me that it it's about uh, what you said? What was it taking care of my needs or something? Well, what's in your first house? Oh, okay. So that was more related to the first house, not Aries. Mm -hmm. Got you. Aries okay. is, is too, but um, look at your first house. We'll have the quality of Aries. It's the motivated. What's motivated? So it'll have interesting. Okay. So that's, so since Aries is number one, my first house has the qualities of Aries, which is the first sign. Is that correct? Right. It has that quality of, of where you, because Aries is, is where you take action. Aries is, is getting things done and, okay. and what motivates you. So right there in your first house, it's what motivates you. It's of first importance. That's why that you might identify more with your rising sign, at least often like in the first 30 years of life sometimes too. Everybody's different in that regard. 
but the because um, the the sign the signs are motivating as well. That's the, all of the signs are motivating us toward the, these expressions. And then the houses are the the behavior, the outward expression, where things happen. It's it's where it's showing up in your life. So the first house is a key to what motivates you. Okay. Give me an example of one key. Okay. So the first, well, the first house is your identity. So it's, it's about you. It's like a hundred percent you. It's the one that's found on the Eastern horizon. Like, like I said, that contains the rising sign that came like the, that came to meet you at the moment of your birth. If you think of it like that, like Sagittarius, if you think of it as a person, let's say Sagittarius came to meet you at the moment of your birth. And all the other houses give information about places you're going to go, people you're going to meet, experience that you have. The first house describes what it's like to live inside your body and mind. So like your personality, your appearance, your wellness, your self-expression. So it's who you are when you wake up in the morning, what you look like, what you're thinking about, how you're taking care of yourself. That's your first house. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, what is that determined by? Well, for you, so it's different for everybody, but for you, you see that it's there in the Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So you, okay. You look at all that you have in your first house. So that means that these are the things that you need to take care of. So you have a lot going on. You have your rising sign there. You mm -hmm. also have that, fir that first glyph there that you see. That's, you've probably seen that, right? Mm -hmm. When you've gone into yep. women's bathrooms or, right? Now, now they can, they have that as well. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't go into the bathrooms without just usually walk by. Okay. You've never been in a bathroom. I mean, I've, I'm sure I have, but I, I don't do it as a, as a habit. Okay. But you could, cause it's in your first house. I, you know, that's, I'm going to try that. I'll yeah, probably get it. Yeah. This is like your ticket. Yeah. So if you ever get in trouble for being in a woman's bathroom, you could say. I just follow my birth chart. Yeah. I have Venus in my first house. Okay. That's well, all you have to say. When I get arrested, just uh, just accept my phone call. Part of my personality. So um, that's your love language. So Venus is your love language. It's the beauty. It's the um, love. Okay, and let's hold off. Let, let's let's stop up there for a second. So mm -hmm. Venus is in my first house. Is that mm -hmm. am I correct in saying that? Okay. Yeah. So for you listening out there, in my little pie chart for Sagittarius, I have four. No, I have three glyphs. You have okay. Four. Oh, the rising would be a glyph as well. Yep. Okay. I have four glyphs and it's, uh, it's tied for my most active sign. <laughs> now you just said Venus is love language. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how does that translate to me and what does that mean? And could we give an example? Okay. So the planets are very, very important where the planets are. And Venus is in Sagittarius. So the way that for you, that you show love, that you give love, that for people to love you and how you love them is an adventure. Why is it an adventure? Because that's what Sagittarius is. It loves not knowing where you're going to end up. It loves getting lost, like, like for, with somebody like so, getting, so Sagittarius has specific qualities related to Venus and love. Sagittarius has specific qualities and then Venus has specific qualities and you 
put them together. It's like, it's like you, if you went the difference between you going to a football game versus the opera, it's going to be a different experience. Okay. So let me ask you this. So if somebody, if somebody else, let's just make, make up a fictitious person. Um, we'll call her Sally. Okay. okay. Now, if Sally has her Venus in Capricorn, how can we tell our Venus attributes differently? Okay, so Venus in Sagittarius, that would be the love language, would mean that you would like to have advent. Like if you're, so somebody who's um, with you, like, you know, a friend, a partner, like your wife, your kids would want to know this that you like adventures you i mean I'm, I'm this was what i'm thinking that's your love language right with sagittarius that you you love um traveling to distant places you love learning you love learning together you love discovering and you also have a lot of optimism you like to laugh you like to have fun that's your love language okay so that's not basically i mean that's that's not just based on you know romantic love that's that's just in general right so that well, that's Sagittarius. You have a lot of Sagittarius. So I'm thinking this is what motivates you. This is what your love language is. You have Neptune here too. So that would be what you dream of. And then you also have your North node, the direction you're meant to go. So you have let's, all- let's hold off on the nodes for a second. Cause then my, I think my head's going to explode once before <laughs> until we get, until I get a little more clarity here. Okay. So back to Venus. So I'm just, I guess I'm trying to figure out you know, my, since Venus is, is in Sagittarius for me, mm -hmm. is my love language based on the attributes of Sagittarius? Yes. And so Sagittarius likes adventure. They like to travel. They like all the things that you mentioned. And they have hope. It's fun. Okay. You find you, you're, you're hopeful, you're fun. You, um, you see you're optimistic. Okay. So what about, so what about Sally? Let's say her Venus is in uh, Capricorn. What, what is her love language like? you can count on her. So like you, people can count on you to have fun, to go on an adventure, to laugh, right? Mm -hmm. To see the good. Yeah. Um, Capricorn would be the opposite of that. Capricorn would be like someone you can count on. They would, they would show their love by making sure you know that they would support you, that you, you always know where you stand and you have clarity about how they feel about you. And those are based off of Capricorn characteristics. Right. I want to say one more thing about Capricorn. They will love you like it's their most important job. Wow. Lucky Sally. Um, okay, yeah. but, but I may not. I may not be loved like that. Your wife has a her Venus in Capricorn. Yeah, that's right. That's based on her. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a grounding. Capricorn is earthy. It's very grounding. Let's say Sally's not really a nice person, and she doesn't. Uh, because these things don't always happen, right? They're not always, there There are people with Venus and Capricorn that may not be loved by somebody, right? And it's, it's probably their own fault. Maybe they're not a very nice person. What is, I mean, when you take a 10,000 foot above sort of approach to all this and it's like, how would you explain, is it correct to say that Sally is going to be nourished more if she's, loved by somebody like it's their most important job so but the opposite will happen if she's not loved in the way we described 
Right. She'll, yeah, she'll be missing out. Exactly. Okay. So we can almost say that it's like, you're either living your life to the fullest or you're missing out, right? You're either living your life the meant, the way you're meant to. The way you're meant to. That's better. Or, or, Or the way that it's easier for you. If your Venus is in Capricorn, but you're not with a partner or a friend that loves you like that, like it's their job to love you. You're, you're with the wrong person. Missing. Yeah. You, you got to kick them out. You have to find a new, new, new partner, new friend. Does that right. And for you, you need somebody who's going to have fun and adventure with you. All right. So if we're not adventurous, let's say I'm with somebody, you know, fortunately I'm not, but let's say my wife is not adventurous. We didn't travel. We didn't do all these you know things. And it was just kind of boring. And then mm-hmm. I would not be fulfilling my purpose. Right. And Aphrodite would be, would be sad for you. Got it. Okay. This is actually starting to really make sense now. So, so the different, and so what do we call, what do we call Venus and Mars and Jupiter in the, in the sense of the birth chart? Do we just call them planets or? Yeah, they're the planetary forces. Okay. So you want to know where they all are. Okay. So, so Venus represents my love language. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. its characteristics are going to be based on what sign they are in for each individual person. Mm-hmm. And those characteristics are based on that sign. Mm-hmm. Then if you're fulfilling your life's purpose, you're on the high vibration end of those characteristics. And if you're not, you're on the low end, right? Exactly. So the okay. low end of Sagittarius would be for you. Let's say you were in a low frequency, you would have to be right. Like I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm right. You are wrong. Um, I'm out of here. You're not, you're not fun enough for me. I'm leaving. I'm going to Paris or I'm, I'm going to go have fun with my friends. Okay. But that's, but also the low end would be if I'm just sticking it out in that relationship, right? In, in a, let's say in an un, in a non-fun, non-traveling, non-adventurous relationship, then I'm, um, that's also the low end too, right? Well, I, here's what I think. I think if you're in a relationship, you're here to help each other, lift each other up. That could be your service to humanity. You're in a relationship. You do it in the microcosm of a partnership. You're with someone who doesn't like to have fun. You find a way to help them have fun because that's your love language. That's how you're going to love them. So, so, you know, or let's say, Let's say you're in a, a partnership, you, you've got Venus and Sagittarius like you do. And let's say maybe you're married to Sally, right? That's in a, another alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. And Sally has her Venus in Capricorn. She really wants to, she likes routine. She would like to just do the same thing every Saturday night, whatever. And you want to go have these adventures, then you would compromise. Because you might be too much, like always traveling, and it might be t- too much, and, and she might just want to be on the couch watching Netflix, so you would find a compromise. Or maybe you would have an adventure in a different way. Maybe you would take an adventure of food, like having a, a food from a culture that you've never had before, and then with your Sagittarius, the, the currency of Sagittarius, you would learn all about that culture, have a movie, dress like that, have the food, you know? So there's lots that you could do. I wouldn't gotcha. say like right now, like look to see, but it's, it's your love language. So the, I would say if, if things really aren't working out and you're miserable and you've tried all these things, then yeah, look at where someone's Venus placement is in, in terms of a 
a lover or partner, that, that's, that's a sign that you want to know how they express their love and how you express your love. And, you know, you know, there's that, the, the, the love language, right? The, like some people need, some people like you to give them gifts, right? So that would be like Taurus. Okay. If you have your Venus in Taurus, or you know someone who has a Venus in Taurus, then if you give them a gift or a resource, um, something beautiful, they'll, you know, that, that'll really uh, make them feel loved. Okay. You know I mean? But All here's right. the thing, I think that everybody could cultivate anything. So these are just little, these are markers of, of ways to make life gotcha. flow more. Yeah. Well, and it's also, once you understand it, it's also, I mean, we call it a blueprint, but that's kind of what it, I mean, that's what it is, you know? And, and if you wanted to fulfill, you know, your spiritual, your life mission or live your life to your fullest, you probably should follow this chart. Am I right? Yeah. Like it's a map. So like yeah, you have a, you a map. Have a I like that. You have a, you have a map of your house. So if you were trying to go to the bathroom in the kitchen, but there wasn't a toilet there, over time, it's not going to be fun to be in the ki your kitchen, right? If you're always peeing in there, but there's not a bathroom. I mean, probably, unless you're, yeah. you have good aim yeah. and you get it down the sink. It might be a little <laughs> weird when company's over, but yeah. Or, you know, you're always trying to go to sleep, like in the yeah. in the main area where everybody's yeah. having No, I so, got you. That was a good analogy. Yeah. So this is your map. So the, yeah. you came All here right. to, you came here to get love express your love in a really fun way and explore and discover and learn together and philosophize together. That's your love language. And you have all okay. that. Yeah. Well, let me ask. So here's what, this is, I think the thing that complicated my understanding initially, and maybe up until recently. So we talk about attributes or characteristics of each sign and they're always done it's almost, it almost feels like everything is always very positive, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and the reality is life's not always positive, you know, I mean, there's, you know, that's, that's not need to go any deeper into that, but you clarified something for me, which helped me and maybe it'll help other people. You, you often say that it's, it's, which is a polarity planet, right? So there's always going to be a positive and a negative, you know, and opposites. And so of, of the positive things, there's, there are always, polarity of that right so give me a good common characteristic of a, of a sign and then i want to talk about the opposite of that let's look at sagittarius so i did i did hint at it sagittarius is yes positive buoyant happy lucky fun traveling philosophy right all that mm -hmm. loves to learn the low frequency of that would be you you think you're right all the time like extreme self-righteous um it could be uh, that you just care. All you care about is having fun and at the expense of other people. Gotcha. And you're so not frequency, frequency is a term that should we should maybe if we sort of had a, a key or a box or something that had like common terms, frequency should be a term that, that should be a part of our, our daily verbiage now. So because there is a high frequency and a low frequency of all these signs, you know, the, the positive versus negative. Yeah. And you can think of, you just, and, and we all can dip down into a low, we, we, we all those tendencies and it's just for us to know like, Ooh, Oh, I have this, all the Sagittarius. I'm feeling so self-righteous. I don't want to deal with the seriousness of this. I think I'm going to go escape and, you know, I'm going to go do something really fun and not think about this anymore. 
or I, I don't want to hang out with this person. It's way too serious. It's too much for me. I'm just going to go hang out with my friends okay. and I'm right and they're wrong and all that. That would be a lower frequency. Okay. So I have a question. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I have a question about my moon. So I have an Aquarius moon. Uh, give me a synopsis of what, what that means. You might be cold hearted or come across that way, but because you need time alone to process your emotions. Okay. And because you need to be authentic. And so you, you had to be careful because of your authenticity. You want to be able to communicate authentically and do it in a way that's not hurtful to somebody. So that could come across as cold sometimes too, if you're, because your emotional intelligence is in Aquarius and you have it there, see at 24 degrees. So it's a high emotional intelligence. When you're authentically and expressing okay. your, this, your emotions. This makes, this is starting to make more sense. So your moon location has to do with emotional intelligence. Is that your correct? Your moon is your emotional intelligence. Got it. And so I'm going to have a higher level of emotional intelligence if I'm, those characteristics you mentioned, innovative, uh, authentic, you know, needs time. Okay. That, that makes sense. And then if I, if I'm not those things, then I'm going to have a lower level of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And you, you want to be able to express That's your fascinating. That's actually yeah. really fascinating. It's one of the, it's, it's, it's starting to make more sense now, but that's a, that's a super important thing to me. You and I have talked off air about emotional intelligence and yes. I think it's so important. Okay. And so that's the moon, right? That's the moon is about emotional that's intelligence. That's where the moon is. So Aquarius is known for innovation. It's, it's an air sign. It's a, okay. it's a universal air sign. It's known for humanity. So it may come across as not that emotional. So that's, that's going to be a challenge for you because the moon rules cancer, for instance, and cancer is a very emotional sign where it's easy to have emotional intelligence. And so if you have your, let's say you have a, a cancer moon or even a, a Scorpio moon or a Pisces moon, those are the water signs. Cause you know how the, the water, how water is affected by the moon, right? So here in Aquarius, it's a challenge, but for you, I would say, because you have a moon in Aquarius, find innovative ways to express your emotions so that you can be authentic and be supportive. Okay. So if moon is emotional intelligence, what is rising? Rising is what motivates you. Like when you, when you, it's who you are, when you wake up, okay. it's your body, it's your wellness. It's and then what would be, what would you, along those lines, what motivates you in emotional intelligence? What would you say the sun is? The sun is the real you. It's your essence. It's like what's inside of you. Like, you know, you've heard the expression, probably the sun in your belly. So it's what really nourishes you and what you want to revolve around. It's, and sometimes it takes something that you might not show people right away. Okay. So emotional intelligence is, is important enough to be in the top three of categories. So, I mean, I, I would agree. I just didn't, I feel like that's an underrated topic that's not still not discussed enough i mean to me all these are important i wouldn't even i mean i think where your venus is where your mars it's it's a challenge for me to say what is number one of importance i think it's that's why like if you look at this it's, it's the whole map yeah. right yeah. that would be like in your house is the most important thing your kitchen some would say yes if you'd like to eat but if you like to shower all the time and you like to you know 
maybe the bathroom's the most important or maybe the family room. So this is the same thing. It, this is the inside of you. It's how you're, it's your genetic, you know, it's your code, really. It's your cosmic code. So what is most important to you? Like, and, and in this time in your life, it might be love. Maybe you want to find love. It might be your appearance, right? Your appearance, your wellness, your motivation. That would be your, that would be your rising sign. It might be your, the part of you that you need to nourish. That would be your sun sign what you want to radiate out into the world. Okay. I know you don't like hypotheticals and we're talking about me, but I just want to. It's okay. (laughs) I feel like this is important. Let's say I am at a point right now in my life that I want to find love. What would I, would I go and find where my Venus is? Yes. Okay. And then I would look at what, which my Venus is in Sagittarius. Then I would look at what those, attributes are which were adventure and and um you know travel so i would probably want to find somebody compatible with those characteristics is that correct you wouldn't make sure to cultivate within yourself it gotcha. starts with you starts with you, you would start to where you find beauty where you find love okay. by laughing laughter um comedy finding humor in life making sure you're learning something and then you would look for somebody to share one of those things like uh, gotcha. which would be an easy thing. I think with Sagittarius, like mm-hmm. somebody who would want to travel with you, or maybe you would travel and find somebody or somebody who wants to learn something like a new. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So this is really great. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And I do feel like for me, that helped. What, do, what about this? What if we, cause I have more questions, but what if we stop and we find out from our listeners after we put out this week's show if this made sense and was helpful. Uh, and we decide maybe we can either go deeper or just not, or just take it offline. What do you, what else do you want to know about Brandon? Cause he does have four <laughs> glyphs in Scorpio. Well, some- I'm, I'm concerned. I, I, I guess part of me is concerned that, that this may not translate well without a visual for people. You know okay. what I mean? So I don't want to lose our audience. And if it's not, if it doesn't translate well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying to the audience, you might want to, you might have some questions about Scorpio, Brandon's. Um, sure, yes, yes, exactly. And Aries, or sorry, Sagittarius and Aquarius, we haven't gotten into your Scorpio. Right, and then there's a line going through from Sagittarius to Gemini. I have no idea what that means. That's your North and South. I figured it. That's what I, that's what I think could, could really... Uh, Mm-hmm. could really inflate my my brain right now um okay well how does that sound you want to you want to wrap this up and then we'll just talk to our listeners yeah so let us know if if this makes sense and what else you'd like to know and if and it is it is a, it is a language it's a cosmic language and a lot of us it like for me it was a, it was a challenge but it was exciting it's just like learning to read learning to um, like for me, when I started learning yoga language, it was a whole new language. I was not in my body at all. I have a lot of Gemini, which is an air sign. So I was in my head and spacey, airy. And when I had to understand how to get into my body, that was a big challenge for me. And what, did, what do you mean ground your feet? Like, what should that feel like? What do you mean? Like root your legs or hug your skin, your muscle, your bones. That was a whole nother language. And, and how to, how to teach that was such a challenge to me. 
whereas um, astrology, it was a challenge and it's been a challenge and both yoga and astrology have been so exciting. And I, I taught reading too. And this is the same thing is, is you figure out um, the language of the cosmos because it's, it's, it's a map to you. And are you living with these gifts that you came here with, the gifts as well as the challenges? So it's not all, like you said, Brendan, it's not all like la 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 because we moved, we're here in a polarity planet and that's the, the game is, can you see, oh, I have this challenge. I have, you know, for instance, and we'll get into it another time, but with where you have your Saturn, that will be a challenge, right? Or where you have your, your Chiron, your healing. And then, and then if you want to get even deeper, like what things are squared, all this kind of stuff may, makes for the challenges. If you, if you can think of your life as a video game and you know what your sole purpose is, and then you can start to see what blockages are there. It's like a football game. What's blocking you? What is receiving? What is the play here? What is the play to learn? It's, it's the same. That's what's so fascinating and, and cool about it. And, um, and there's certain planets that help you where their placement is to help you know what your sole purpose is. And then the other planets help you take action with that. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. That does. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks again. Uh, we will, we'll talk to you guys as many as we can and hopefully give us some feedback and we'll see you again next week. And next week we'll be back to our regular game schedule and we'll be in Pisces season. All right. Happy sounds good. Pisces season to all of you Pisces out there. All right. Go Pisces. Pisces.